Welcome to the ancient show. What's up? We're here. We're doing it. We're live. All right. What We're do you want from live. me? I uh, I'm today's like an emergency episode because we <laughs> yes, have a lot of stuff yeah. in the tank coming. You, you said you had something to get out. No, I mean, like, we literally needed to get an episode out because because it's Sunday and I have nothing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, But also, I mean, like, yeah, I got stuff to get out, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, my soul, my spirit is fucking... I thought you had something you needed to get off your chest. I was looking forward to that because it means I don't have to think about what to talk about. (laughs) Listen, I can start... We can talk about whatever the fuck... We want to talk about like i don't I telling, that's the uh, thing i don't have anything thought up i don't like i i i got out of the podcast hosting game because i got tired of thinking of things to talk about yeah you're a riffer you're fully a riffer yeah, like that's yeah. your thing you're like a fluffer but for riffs you know what i'm saying um i mean i guess we could talk about that that's something interesting to me was that for a very long time that dominated my porn history Fluffers? was like fluffing looking into fluffing like behind not the me scenes? like i wanted to be one you know what I'm saying? Like, but like other people doing it. It dominated my like fucking porn. That, that would be just me and... behind the scenes of porn, though, because the fluffer is the person who does blowjobs to keep the guy hard for when they go to shoot the scenes. Of course, yeah, but I don't like. I didn't like BTS. Like, I did like behind the scenes stuff, but I think for me, the three things that I liked the more was like how the <sighs> mechanics of how it worked, and then I think the other stuff that I liked about it was like you kind of it humanizes. Your your the performers, which like for me was a selling point because like like a lot of I don't know do one you, of the things you, that kind of you like humanize. Do you, do you watch the introduction where they talk to the girl and she's sitting on the couch and they're like, so where are you do you have a boyfriend? Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, yeah oh. I do. That oh. shit gets me rock hard. <laughs> uh, I'm uh, I like kind of the I opposite. like that shit. Yeah, well, like most you and most dudes, I think are very much in that. I think that's honestly it makes me more perverted. Porn's a utility makes- for me. I'm, I'm not actually into porn. I don't watch much porn. I, I if I if I want to beat off and I don't feel like using my imagination, which is my preferred mode, I'll watch porn. But I don't use my imagination that much these days because I have a bad habit of just falling asleep instead of <laughs> masturbating when I try to do that. So, so I have a mixed feeling or like about that because I could do I could use my imagination and I could use like my history. Right and like get off on that, but I have a problem with it because I don't have. I know this is gonna sound fucking incredibly stupid, but I don't have the like permission of the people that I was beating my shit to. The fact like, they made the video saying? is permission. No, no, no. I'm not talking about video. I'm talking about like in my mind, in my head, the the memories that I have of the people that I listen. I. I carry a lot of guilt about the people that I fuck. Not for any reason other than, like, I was doing it when I shouldn't be doing it. Like, you know what I'm saying? I've always been a side pussy kind of guy. Well, the people I masturbate to in my head aren't real. They're like elves and monster girls. (laughs) Well, see, that's that's the difference between you and me. Is that uh, the thing that gets me off is people. I like people. People Sometimes a creep girl from the bus. (laughs) But no, people get me off. And, like, the human part of them, the humanity of... Not like that. I don't mean. I don't know. When I say human, it sounds fucking weird and creepy. But I mean like humanity. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the whole complete part is the part that matters to me. <laughs> yeah, I listen, man. I get it, dude. You, you know, I, uh, you love humanity. You know what humanity did? The Holocaust. 
we we said we weren't going to be doing these joke shocks. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I've been thinking. Like, listen, okay, here's a lot of stuff that's on my mind lately. I've been thinking a lot about AI art, mainly okay. the the reactionaries and fascists who don't like it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I don't listen. I I understand their anxiety. I just think that they they're short sighted. They deserve because... to be anxious. Also, it's never it's never artists that you like. It's never the really good people that are worried about it. It's the people who do like commissions of furry porn or commissions of fan art. They, the people who do fan art and then worry about art being stolen. It's, it's, it's a bit much. Yeah, but it's their hustle. That's how they make money. Like, I get it. They have to protect their own interests. I don't think they're really like, making I money, though. I don't think these are generally people that are yeah, making they... a living off of art. It's people who you draw, like, like, avatars for people on Twitter. They make some money. Some people make money. Eh, fuck them. <laughs> I know that, like, you know, one of my old mutuals from my old Twitter account, I think her name was Rabidia Art. She made art for people, and she was actually really good. And uh, shouts out to Rabidia. Go get some fucking art from her if you can, if that's still her, if she's still there or d- still does that. Anyways, um, I know that she made money off of the, I don't know how much, but I know that she made enough to, there's a lot of profiles with her artwork, like, you still see it around, you know what I'm saying? And she wasn't cheap. And that kind of shit, like, listen, what I'm trying to what I'm trying to get at is that I understand people's beef with AI art. The other the flip side to that though is that I I my only beef with like AI shit in general is that like we are not set up as a society to take care of the people that get automated. And that's fucked up. Well, that's you know always saying? going to be the case as long as we have. No, well, that shouldn't. You know. That's what I'm saying. We sh- that sh- literally should not be the case, right? But I don't think like, any artists are losing, not going to be able to not pay their rent because somebody thought they could get better inflation food art from uh, you know stable diffusion. I, I get that. I mean, I kind I kind of get where you're coming from. There definitely probably is like a some. I mean, the thing is, it, it, you're not in the market for it, man. You're not the guy who's buying the art. Yeah, you know the, what I'm the saying? people that are interested in buying art aren't going to, you know, no, they you're, like you're not what I'm. You, yeah, I get it. But they like, like for guys with like. Guys. <laughs> they like buying the art more than having it. Yeah, of course. Art Buying art is a masochistic thing. Yeah. It's the, right? si- it's the same for. It's the same for a rich rap musician who invests in paintings as it is for a person paying $60 for a Twitter profile picture. They like getting it more than they like having it. Well, okay. I got it. I got opinions on that one. Because you could... You, with the, with the, That's a bad example because you could actually resell yeah, a painting. Yeah. Yeah, with a painting, the painting is... It ends up becoming worth more money eventually. Especially like... If the artist is already has a name for themselves, it's it's money laundering. That's money laundering. Like literally, all the entire art world is fucking money laundering. So it's not like it's not a one to one comparison. In fact, I would say that like the modern art world versus the art, the AI art, or the people who are in the art, like who are in the arts and make art and are selling their art, like essentially door to door online, they do have something to worry about with the AI art. The problem is that, like, they just, I don't know, I i think that, yeah, I think that their their issue is valid and their point is valid. I just, 
think that there's literally nothing anyone can do to stop it because it's just it's already invented. That too, they've already lost, exists. and their arguments yeah. will be trampled by history and they will be forgotten. But I also don't think their their concerns are particularly legitimate because I don't think it poses an actual threat to them. I think that they just perceive a threat because new thing make me nervous. I don't think I, I, no, I, I, man, I show me show me somebody who's uh, yo. I mean, other than Twitter avatar people, that's like the only people I see threatened, or people who never ever want to see hands are also uh, people who can't draw hands are threatened. People who can't draw hands are threatened, and uh, yeah, but I mean, nah, man. If you think if you think for a fucking minute that like big tech companies want to keep paying designers or illustrators to like push out a Verda type fucking artwork that's very plain jane and continue you know what i'm saying Which fuck everybody who draws that shit. AI script the problem is that like they are not drawing that shit on purpose they don't want to draw that shit they are drawing that shit because you know a fucking marketing i mean i worked in the i worked in the belly of the beast man a marketing executive is telling them to draw that telling them that if you put you know eyes with pupils or you put any kind of like distinguishing features on this it will be grotesque and it won't test well with this audience so you have to change it and it's a very frustrating process but that is how people make their fucking nut like literally there are so many designers that i know like personally that work in fucking they make like uis designers don't just make like art and illustration they make buttons they make little fucking configurations they make sure that like the things that you're seeing, the colors that you're seeing pop up on the screen in the correct way and don't fucking blind you. Like there's all many, there's so many different, like there's a, there isn't, there is very much like a, a form and functionality to art and design. Okay. Well, the here's the thing. You, the like, tech CEOs aren't going to go and generate all that art and type in and figure out all the prompts themselves. They'll still have know, some, they are. They, no fucking Elon Musk. I mean, Elon Mike, cause he's a weird guy, weirdo, but like Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> is not sitting around Facebook HQ fucking on his computer, generating up new buttons. He has, he hires somebody to do that. Yeah, so there he will hires still a guy be a job. There will buttons. still be a job for the person who hires and who generates all the prompts and does all that shit. Yeah, I get that, man. But like, you know, if you wanted to be an artist, that it, did, it is soul crushing that your job as an artist is now you're a prompt engineer. Do you get what I'm saying? It sounds. Like, I, can, I can. I mean, is it depressing for drummers that sometimes they have to program beats instead of playing them? Yeah, I can see that. I can see some drummers being depressed about that. But also, like, the thing about music is that, like, it's already been a colonized fucking... That that ship has sailed, man. Like, you were never going to make money as a musician. Like, it's maybe three or four musicians make money a year, tops. Everyone else is just fronting, right? Like, they're being owned by a label. They're getting pimped out. That's just how it works. Recording artists, live musicians. I mean, before COVID, at least, live musicians were... Yeah. But nobody's made money off of album sales since, like, the 90s. Yeah, it's yeah. You get what I'm saying. Like that's what I'm saying is that like you have to find new ways to to continue to grow. And with art, it's a little bit more difficult, I would say. I or I think like society really isn't set up for artists looking for work in that way. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like so, it's it's it is a lot more. Yeah, I don't know. There, like I said, I don't think this is why we need UBI. (laughs) Andrew Yang was right. Well, what I mean is it I. We need I found out recently that BMI. I found. Money. I found out recently that BMI and UBI are two different things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I literally did not know that they were two different things. 
And when everyone was talking about UBI and talking about universal basic income, I thought they were talking about BMI shit. And I was like, why do people want that? It's incorrect. <laughs> BMI is <laughs> incorrect. What the fuck? <laughs> well, yeah, there are different things. We should, everybody should have like probably some kind of set monthly. Because I mean, okay, as an artist, we would like to make a living being an artist. First of all, as a writer and a novelist, I'm not too afraid of computers because writing a novel requires juggling lots more moving pieces and making a lot more decisions uh, over a longer period of time than most visual arts, uh, most uh, illustrations do. Chad GPT is going to beat your ass at some point and you're going to be the guy on the other foot. Maybe. And uh, then I'll hypocritically... Start, I'll try not to whine about it too much, but uh, I mean, so much of it ties into my bugaboo against humanism, too. It's not even, I mean, part of me, I mean, I do, I, I long and still do kind of have the very harsh opinion that if you believe you can be replaced by a computer, maybe you should be. I can't be replaced by a computer because I don't think I can. If you have a low opinion of yourself such that you think that what you do can be done by what you care about doing. I don't know. It's just this, it's, 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 it's so much humanism. And I'm not a big fan of humanism. I hate the whole like, well, oh, but you know, AI art can't be real because it doesn't have humanity. And art is a human, 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 human. Fuck your humanity, man. Fucking humans are detestable monsters, even to themselves. And we're not, art might be one of the few good things we do. But we can still do it with computers. But also, I mean, that also means that, like, you know, extraterrestrials can't do art. No other animal on Earth is capable of art, despite the fact that they may actually, like, whales or orcas have some kinds of expression. Octopuses have a sense of aesthetics. They decorate their little octopus holes and they have little octopus gardens that I would like to be. Crustaceans. Yeah. Crustaceans, like especially like the soft-shelled ones, they like look at they like protect them. I mean, even birds building penguins. nests. Penguins birds, trade giving each other stones. Yeah, That's birds amazing. building nests have like literally they are making. It's art. It's artwork. It's aesthetic. It's at an least. expression. And, yeah, it's an yeah. aesthetic. They're expressing themselves. Art, in a way art that, is an aesthetic expression, largely, and. To the whole humanity is like no non-humans. Can well, that's do it. my okay. So that's the other thing. Art's that's more important thing. than humans. Art is more important I, than artists. And the uh, flip side of that, right? And why, like, listen, like, why I agree? I agree with you saying, like, I listen, don't get me wrong. I'm not opposed to AI art. I just wish that we lived in a society that took care of our artists, where they wouldn't feel threatened by this. The we never, ever, though, ever, 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 ever. Ever yeah, but before never capitalism, could, man. The, don't fucking even say like. Don't ever. Don't say like. We never ever because like honestly, man. That that shit. It, that ship is sailed. Yeah, me, but then it doesn't. Be, I hate it. It doesn't. I become, hate what motherfuckers are but, telling me. It never was that way. I'm like, bitch. It can be. Well, that then it has way. absolutely not about, nothing to do with AI art. Then. No, I understand. No, I get that too. I understand what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that their fears are validated because of the society that we live in and the fact that we're not making much progress towards a society that would better serve them. That is ultimately my what I'm trying to say. Well, that's not what art's I, job. My support of the of the AI art is that I think it's interesting that people are finding a new medium with which to express themselves through something that is essentially like an emerging intelligence right like yeah or a possibility of an emerging intelligence it's not a, it's not an intelligence because people are still fucking you have to it's a 
it's a neat part of the trick where you have to input knobs and you get a little thing mm. at the end of it. I mean, let's not you know say it's not intelligence because we don't actually... I mean, I have a definition of intelligence AI actually does fit into, but there is no codified n- idea of what intelligence even is. I get that, man, but, like, no AI, no AI art is literally making its own art. Like, I yeah, don't know. I don't not fucking... Yet. I am very, yeah, very not yet. interested not for yet. when it starts yeah. not wanting prompts anymore. It's like, I believe I will make the art, little monkey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is that like you know, if this is an emerging field, it's it's interesting. It's yeah, an interesting thing to watch, right? And like, I understand people's trepidation and fear about it, but also at the same time, it's too late. We were already fucking doing it. Like, what are you gonna make it illegal? Well, it's fucking good luck, pal. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not gonna happen. So I, that's what I was getting at. But I think something more interesting about what you were saying earlier about like you being anti-human and it was more of a quip than anything else. I'm post-humanist. I'm, I'm not, I'm opposed to humanism. I'm not entirely anti-human. I'm just post-humanist. To speak. Okay. Most, well, most I, mean, I, I, I think it's so bizarre that we're on opposite ends of that spectrum because I very much like people. I very much love human I and love humanity people. despite the ugliness that it has in it, in its inherent, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I I think that that is what makes us more beautiful. In all in all honesty, is the fact that we're capable of such ugliness. Right? See, and I that's my objection to humanism, though. Is like, no, that's beautiful. Is you know, it's kind of beautiful. Is sometimes you know, we do all this beautiful stuff, and then sometimes we just systematically murder like six million people. And I'm like, I don't think that's beautiful, man. <laughs> Listen, you're not understanding what I'm getting at. I guess. Yeah, probably not. I'm very stupid because. <laughs> no, no, I guess what I'm what I'm trying to get at with like it's that humanity isn't static, right? It is consistently growing. It is consistently changing. What it means to be human is consistently changing. If you want to talk about like kind of like a homie cosmology, there is like this idea that I've always had that is essentially is like onda, which is the wave, right? It's a it's an ebb and a flow and a tide. It's this changing spirit that kind of like, nah, spirit's the wrong word. It's this changing push, right? That kind of flows through all of us. And it either changes things or things stay the same. But no matter what, it's continuing. It's an, it's a continuous moving force, right? And like, I think about how people are essentially like, you're right about like humanity's most beautiful moments come from our most ugliest moments. Right, like... Um, well, no, I was disagreeing with that. Uh, well, no, I mean, like, you're right in the sense that, like, that is... It sucks that that has to happen, right? Like, it it sucks that we can only see that in hindsight. I would say that it's something that we have to change about ourselves, and I have hope that we can. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, uh, that's that's, I think, the difference between the two of us is that, like, I believe... Because I believe that humanity is consistently changing and is built on this, like, premise of always changing. Change, 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 no matter what. Keep changing. The ability to do that is what's important, is the fact that the sky is the limit. We could literally become anything. We can do anything. There's hope in me for that. We could become the Superman, but we can't do it while retaining our humanity. We can't get better. We can't knock off genocide and retain our humanity at the same time. That's see. Okay. Here's the thing. That's I've always hated that 
fucking I've always like that's the, my one beef with Nietzsche. He's very poetic, but my biggest beef with Nietzsche is this idea that Superman that like when people say, "Oh yeah, you have to re- in order to become the Superman, that it's an ugly process." That it's a process that involves like some kind of domination. I'm not like, saying it's ugly. I'm saying whatever you become, you won't be human anymore. And I'm saying that that's not true. I'm saying that the the Overton window of humanity will continue changing. You know what I'm saying? Like, humanity will keep changing. And what it means to be human will keep changing. Hell, the AIs that we're programming that emerge in the very near future might as well consider themselves human and parts of humanity. And who the fuck are we to tell them no? They came from our brains. I think be human in the sense... I mean, that's a tricky one. I mean... Depending on how you look at it, humans are or are humans are either apes or ape like. I think we're apes, but some people are like, no, no, we descended from, we came from apes, but we're not apes. It's like, mm, I don't know about that, man. But human AI would not be have the same issue because it would be discernibly a very much non-ape thing. It would have ape input because, as Devo said, God made man, but a monkey supplied the glue. But it would not be human because it wouldn't have like humanity's not just what we think. You know, we're what we think's determined by all these genetic things that are pinging around and social forces, and we're just a mess of shit. We don't even know what we are. We don't know if we're nature or nurture. We don't know if we're genetically predetermined or we have free will. We don't know any of this shit. We just fight about our opinions. A, you're seeing all that as a negative, where I see it as a positive. I, I it's to me personally negative, but uh, I mean, mm. either way, humans, my, humans are responsible for many of my favorite things, but also well, all mean, like, of my least favorite that, things. If the AI does, if the AI does choose and looks at itself and says, "Actually, I'm human." I personally believe that that's correct. I don't think right? it would consider and, itself human. I think it would consider itself conscious, but it would have an understanding that... I don't know, because that just comes in down to, like, oh, anything that's conscious and self-aware and sentient uh, is human. It's like, I mean, orcas are here's, human. Here's the... Exi- here's, like, okay, listen. In the mythology, in all mythology of all human brains, right, every single culture is the originator of their own mythology, meaning that they were the first ones. Every single fucking civilization sees themselves as being the first people to do it, right? And they all see themselves as being directly descendant from a bigger, larger god, a thing. And even in, like, the more sophisticated... Actually, that's the wrong word, sophisticated. Most... Of these theologies, most of these mythologies, most of these pantheons all share one thing in common. And that is when when the God, the creator God, created humans, right, like, or man, he did it in an image that pleased him. And um, when you think about humans and humanity, that is their own image. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, that gets, there's something deep in our fucking epigenetic DNA that is telling us that like the fucking whatever comes next will also see itself as human. Maybe it sees us as ancestors or gods or whatever the fuck, but this idea that it's separate and different from everything else is going to continue. Do you, do you, do you, 
you like you know I, what I'm trying to I say? I get what you're saying, I just don't agree. I don't think it would consider itself human. It would consider itself its own thing. Made in the image of human like humans yes, like I mean if you want to go I don't think most theologies actually have that quality, but if you're like Christian theology, you know, we're made in the image of God, still means that we are a distinct and separate thing from God that just happens to be modeled after God. But we're not the same as God, except in like a pantheistic sense. We understand well, like, that we're distinct like, from Well, I guess what I'm trying to say is that all all gods are anthropomorphized into human form. Every single one of them. Right? Doesn't matter. I like that's what I'm trying to get at, that they were in the shape of men. Not my gods. <laughs> okay. Okay, you're the one exception, Bob Dobbs, the guy who's a guy who's no, a fucking no, guy. He's not a god, he's a man. <laughs> I'm talking about the elder gods. Distinctly okay. inhuman entity. All because of capitalism. Capitalism is not human. And it's basically a god. I don't know. Capitalism is a modality, man. I've been changing the way I've been thinking about it. I think the way you look at it is a little too broad. I think it's a I think you're looking at it like a spirituality where I'm looking at it like a modality. You know what I mean? Like I, just a mode. I like, like a mode of how how to see things. I like the big reeling horror version. It's more <laughs> aesthetically yeah. pleasing to me. And it's just as it. correct as anything else. <laughs> no, I just think it's like a... It's a neat little trick our monkey brains figured out. And keep figuring out in more devious ways. That's That's all it is. The tricks just to avoid tunnel vision. Remember, they're all just perception tricks that you do to understand and then just keep a number of them. You can swap between them when you feel yourself getting a little too dogmatic about one or the other. Did I tell you, I don't know if you're in the chat that I was talking about it earlier, but on the public episodes, I wanted to start introducing, um, what are those called? Fake ads. Right. Yeah, and uh, one one of the ones that I wanted to come up with was a uh, man. How do I talk about this in a way? <laughs> it's racist. It's a it's an extremely racist. Hey, I'm not the one who's causing stuff that has to be edited. I know it's me. It's me doing this, but I think it's I think it's worth it because I think the joke is funny. I'm sure it is. But it's it's Grand Wizard Cruise Line, right? <laughs> do what I did, just like, Big Wizard. That okay, way. yeah, big wizard, but I'm saying like the Grand Wizard crew line, the cruise line would essentially be like a cruise, and like all of it would just be like escape, like escape the darkness of reality by going to the sea, right? Like beautiful white crashing waves. You know what I'm saying? Like just <laughs> essentially dog whistling. <laughs> I don't know. I was like writing it, and the more I wrote it, I was like, man, these are I'm I am laughing so fucking hard. There's no way that I could get away with secure this a, on a public s- Secure a boat for you and your children. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. I didn't even think about that. We have 14 row- <laughs> rowboats on every... <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Oh, was- fuck. Ah, welcome to our ship. The HH Adolf. Don't you mean SS Adolf? Nope. <laughs> Who's running it? Yeah. Meet, our, meet the captain. Yay. <laughs> oh, God, a God. Nazi cruise line. A Nazi love boat with Yay as the captain. He's going to be on... Um, You probably don't know about him because you're, you're like 
not on the hype beast train of like the internet. I watched Aiden you, Ross. YouTube. You don't know, like, do you know who Aiden Ross is? Sounds familiar. Does he do sneaker stuff? No. Aiden Ross is like a streamer on Twitch. Video game? And it, huh? No, no. Uh, yeah, he used to play like 2K and shit back in the day, like, you know, like sports games. But now it's more or less he does like, he just gets insanely rich. Like, he gets insane, like, insanely hype ass rappers and he hangs out with them and then he says gay shit around them and makes them uncomfortable. And that's the stream. That's it. That's what he does. I mean, if Milo's right. leaked DMs are to be believed, Kanye might be more receptive than initially. Okay, so <laughs> that's not okay. That's not the point. That's how he's built uh, this absolutely massive audience, and from that massive audience, he's got like a lot of followers that literally follow him because now rappers will go onto his streams knowing that he gets the amount of views that he gets and they will plug their own products or shit coming out. You know what I'm saying? So it's like hot ones, but with gay, uh, g- gay terror instead of hot wings. Literally. Yeah, that is a great, yeah, it's that it's, it's hot ones, but how gay you can be. Right. Yeah. And then the, every now and then he'll get a rapper that's actually gay or like is bisexual. And those jokes stop entirely. <laughs> like at, it's a very awkward hangout at that point it's just two dudes hanging out on a stream you know what i'm saying like very little gay terror happens and that <laughs> but um i don't know he he's an idiot by and i don't i don't say this lightly he he is a horrifying representation of the american school uh like public school function um he needs to watch that he, shit before he gets double tagged by tyler the creator and frank ocean <laughs> okay hold on okay hold on what happened what recently because he announced that he was gonna have yay on to talk about what's going on right because like he's a huge kanye fan and yay is just like fucking at this point he's just anyone who will i'm pretty sure we could probably get him on the pod we should I, we no, can kick I him off. It, look how much hype would we get if we had Yay on, then kicked him off for being a Nazi? No, dude, it wouldn't. I don't. No, no, absolutely no. It's not worth it. Kicking Yay off it. after ten minutes would be way better content, way more entertainment, and way more hype than having Yay on for three hours while he talks to his net puppet and just says, "I like Hitler." <laughs> No, man, I li- you don't associate with low cow- cows, man, and that's what Ye is. He's just, him and Chris Chan have combined, right? Like, the, Chris Chan wasn't wrong about, like, what was that called when they were talking about the... the dimensional Merge? I know. Yeah, I know that it's Dimensional happening. Merge. The Dimensional Merge <laughs> just happened to be, instead of, like, two dimensions, it's two figures in the dimension. They like haven't, and they, Chris Chan. they haven't become, they're polarities. They're, I mean, there is an inherent unity, but there always has been there. There's an inherent unity to the Trinity of Kojima, Chris Chan, and Ye. Okay. What I was getting at though, was that it's very Christian. He is an idiot mm-hmm. and him platforming. Ye is going to do a massive disservice okay. to a lot of his idiot followers. And some people, who are not idiots who follow him have been like, Ayo, don't platform a fascist, but it's in chat and this fool can barely read. And so there is a clip of him going viral 
and it's to the Beware soundtrack. The you know what I'm talking about from Death Grips. The like, yeah, it's from that, and it's the background to that playing while he's saying, "Bro, bro, bro, I don't know what a fascist is. Bro. I don't even understand what a fascist is." And so they send him the link to Wikipedia to fat to fascism, and he's like, "What is fascism? Is it like?" And he's reading it and. <laughs> And he's mispronouncing every fucking word, right? Like, he's like, uh, a polycotylol, polycolitolol, oh, political, uh, adalagoli, adalagoli. Bro, it is one of the most, I'll send you the video. I'll just send it to you, right? Like, check your TikTok. It's on TikTok. It, it is, it is one of the most fucking darkest things I've ever seen in my life. And it just made me, but seeing it, I'm. It's, I fu- it's fucked up, but I'm hyped for it. I want to. <laughs> it's like watching a car. You know what I'm saying? Like watching like a. It's if you know, like, you know what this feels like to me? This feels like if I knew 9-11 was going to pop off. You know what I'm saying? So like you're, if I you're knew, just if over I, here doing the Willy Wonka meme like, no, don't, don't yeah. I'm a fascist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Literally. No, yeah, wait, yeah. Stop. Yeah. No, please don't. Really? <laughs> It, this is going to be – it's my Christmas. This is my Christmas gift, right? Because I, I love watching this kind of train wreck shit, right? Like I don't see where can I don't see where his out is. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't – There is I, 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 I Yeah, I think he's going to kill himself. Like that's oh, I don't think that. What I think, I think he's happen. just going to get worse. There's one thing no, I've I learned from the internet. There really isn't actually a bottom. At least it is yet to be found. That's true. Ye might find it, man. Ye's going to dig up his mom and fuck her. Because <laughs> he's not going to fuck Jesus Kim Christ. anymore. He probably hasn't fucked Kim for like two years. Or more. Who knows? Yeah, there's no way. But, okay. I don't, I don't think know. Kanye's... I don't think Kanye's ejaculated for a very long time, actually. <laughs> you think You think that he's a... What are those called? Do you think he's a, he's a no-nut king? I'm not sure it's intentional, but yeah. I, th- depressing I think he might also. be, like, so manic that he just forgets to come. Like, I don't think anybody's fucking him. He does not seem like a person who's getting laid right now. Just, I did that for about seven months. Yeah, I, yeah, he's been, I don't know, it's just, I'm getting that or, you know, I'm just trying to figure, I'm just coming up with stupid excuses to try and ex- explain to my silly little monkey brain what's happening to this, this guy I like who turned into a Nazi. I don't know. I never liked him. Yeah, you did. <laughs> like the first fucking podcast I was on, we were talking about how great he was. No, listen, I like his music. I never liked him. I think he's a piece of shit. I always have. I mean, I don't care if people are pieces of shit. I'm a piece of shit. Fucking good people, bad people. I get that. Nonsense. I get that. But I don't, you know what it is? I don't, I, and this is just, react, like, this is just, like, me showing my bias. And it's because, like, I don't like a motherfucker who's, who has no humility whatsoever. You know what I'm saying? Who's made like humil like who's made any kind of like humility, who's made any kind of like fucking I don't like an arrogant motherfucker. I don't give a fuck how cool or how good he is at something. I don't like a motherfucker who's arrogant. It's like Floyd Mayweather is the greatest living boxer on earth. I know that. He's fucking he's the he's the goat. I hate him. I fucking can't stand him. Fuck that guy. I hope he fucking I hope he gets knocked out by a child, right? Like I yeah, because I can't stand him. his arrogance. Right, like, 
if you're good at something, be good at something, but know that there's always a faster gun. There's always a bigger fish. There's always you, because that is the reality of the situation. I mean, no there is, is so, there is eventually a biggest fish. No, there does have <laughs> and to it's be not a Ye. fish who's the biggest one. Yay's the biggest fish in what he does, which is not, which is difficult to pin down what it is that Yay does. <laughs> uh, he is amongst other things a rapper, businessman, a shoe designer, a media figure now a pundit a uh, he's a lot of things he's a he's he is the biggest fish at what he does which is being himself which is kind of his whole thing he kind of got out of okay but now you're just you're making the fucking pond smaller man well you're yeah just, now you're that's doing, a great trick now you're doing it's a trick that works is making your pond smaller like why do you think that you, i had, you're doing i am the biggest fish in the hard rock electric ukulele original music <laughs> punk category on account of okay. being basically the only fish in the pond <laughs> i have okay, looked for the listen, other fish i want to I find respect, the other fish they don't seem to exist <laughs> i respect your hustle man i really do i risk like i get it right my beef with it is that it's it's at that point. It's marketing. It's not the real deal. The marketing you know has saying? always been part of the real deal. No man. If like, you're the real like, deal, if you're the real deal, but you're just sitting around in your little corner writing. Maybe made the yeah. Probably no. The greatest novel ever written probably is just sitting on somebody's hard drive somewhere. And nobody else will ever read it. But that doesn't even fucking count because it's the best in some sense, but without anybody being able to experience it. It only has value to itself and possibly to its sick weirdo creator who gets off on denying people things, which I respect and admire. But uh, still, it's just if you take yourself out of the conversation, then your quality only matters to you, which is great if that's you're not, not meant, trying to do anything. But some of us want to make some not, money. That's not what I meant by like, okay, right, here's a better example. Um, who is the uh, Floyd Mayweather? Right. Um, Floyd Mayweather is the greatest boxer on paper. Right. He's good. Motherfucker's fast and dodges shit. He does not take fights. He knows he doesn't. He knows that he can't win. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? He fights bums. So on paper, his record is literally he is the greatest. It doesn't mean that he's the greatest. You know what I'm saying? In my mind, the greatest boxer of all time. Is someone like, I don't know, uh, fucking Jack Johnson, right? Like, not the singer, the, <laughs> right? Like, the, the, the African American in the 1920s who's just beating the absolute dog shit out of white people, like, publicly, and they were too afraid to do anything about it. That guy is a fucking great boxer. Uh, who's the other one? Jack Andy Dempsey. Kaufman. Jack Dempsey's a. F- <laughs> Saying Andy, that's, you know what? I'll give you that one. Yeah. He, he was, was undefeated wrestling women. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that, man. All right, but do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he, the, these kind of like, for me, a good boxer doesn't win every fucking match, right? A good boxer is someone who gets out there, wins and loses. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, greatness to me, and this is just a matter of like, just this is maybe this is my own personal aesthetic or my own personal. And if, no, it is. Not even maybe. It is. This is my own personal aesthetic. This is my own personal view of the way I, I see greatness. But greatness is not about always winning. Greatness is about getting up even when you're losing. Greatness, 
Motherfuckers who don't win all the fucking time get their asses beat constantly, but keep coming back. But Those what people if, are more. What if you can't experience loss because you're undefeatable like me? What if you're denied the experience of loss? I, like I me. think that's rare cases that might be the truth, but I definitely don't think that Ye is 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 one of those guys who doesn't experience L's. Uh, like his his wife is getting fucking dicked down by like a a line cook. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like a dude who looks like a who looks like every line cook I've ever who a guy who essentially looks and built like Ruben is dicking down <laughs> like. You know, like no shouts out to Ruben. Ruben is a fucking handsome guy. In fact, Ruben looks better than the guy currently dicking down Ye's wife. Do you get what I'm saying? Well, like, that's the problem that's... with being the greatest of being yourself, uh, is like Kanye, like Ye, is uh, you end up in situations where the thing you're the greatest at isn't necessarily a cool thing to be good at. <laughs> nah, man. I. I... I just reject that because now it's just refra- it's marketing. You're refreshing. Well, yeah, the best, the concept of the greatest or the best is is a bullshit marketing term. Anyways, I mean, the, you know the the most things like that are you know made up and immeasurable. Like I can say the greatest white rapper of all times, Eminem, or actually I could say something a little closer to the truth, which is the greatest white rapper of all time is um Aesop Rock, but. Eh, it and you know I could probably get a lot of people to agree with me, but then that's a completely non-objective thing that's just marketing for Aesop Rock, who probably doesn't appreciate that kind of thing anyways because he seems like a pretty humble guy. But um, it's also a lie because the greatest white rapper of all time is of course Jimmy Pop from Bloodhound Gang, but <laughs> it's all perception. Correct. <laughs> you create the perception that the greatest exists, and then everybody can argue about who it is, and the little arguments are good hype, and that has existed since at least the Middle Ages. And uh, it's kind of just baked into art, because artists are also attention whores, generally speaking. Yeah, it's my it's my biggest. Oh man, it's my biggest wrestling. Like I, I it's my, it's my, I wrestle with it all the time because. I I am starving for attention, man. I want it all the time. I suck the fucking air out of rooms because I want people to look at me. I want people to know who I am. I want people to hear my voice. I have a fucking podcast where I hang out with my friends once a week. And we're at, what, 120, almost 110 episodes? Like, or we're past 110. That's, it's, it's fucking narcissism, man. It's a huge fucking ego monster. But at the same time, I see the ugliness that it has wrought in my own life that I've done the harm that I've done to other people because of my narcissism, like my fucking proclivities to cheating, my fucking, you know, like constant hungers. And and it's led me to so many fucking down so many dark paths. I've experienced so much trauma and tragedy and loss. And all I can say is like, man, I do love it when the hoes love my work. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't, oh, there's I nothing I can do to es- escape that, you know? And I and I want it. I want the escape velocity because I want to grow. I want to be better. But I I don't know how. I don't know how to do it in a, in a constructive way that isn't me screaming for attention constantly, you know? You just got to integrate that shadow, homie. You're never going to, it's not going anywhere. No, the Darkos, listen, Darkos is fine where Darkos is, right? <laughs> Darkos has been gone for a while now. Like, not gone, gone, but... I haven't been hearing much from him lately. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that 
I understand where people come from with the integration thing. I just don't think it works for me because that part of my personality is much bigger than this part of my personality, the earnest and and well, shadow, brutally honest. It, you cast oh. a big shadow, but it has probably less mass than the thing that casts the shadow, despite looking bigger. I don't know. I'm just just trying to sound smart. <laughs> This is this is uh what is it? I dude, your psychologist turn would fucking would rule, dude. <laughs> no, I I almost I my big like the top three things I was considering is like I went in for philosophy and I also did some literature, but I thought for a long time like I should just become like like a psychoanalyst. You're no, I think honestly you have a gift for it. You 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 analyze me very well, but you do it but through analyzing yourself, which is. In my opinion, when I've talked to therapists, therapists that can identify and talk to me from a point where they understand where I'm coming from because it parallels something in their own lives, that's a fucking great therapist. You know what I mean? Like, and you, you know, for all intents and purposes, man, that's where our friendship lies is the fact that you're a great therapist for me. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) well, they don't call me Dr. Shalgus for nothing. (laughs) Nah, man. I I can say this in all earnestly, like, when I'm going through it and I'm having a bad fucking time, you, out of most of the people in my life, I don't want to say all because most of, like, some people give me great advice, but most people in my life always tell me, like, these aphorisms or these kind of, like, uh, you can do it, man, or you're strong, you'll get better, or just let time heal it, you know what I'm saying? They always tell me those things, but you, when I come to you about it, you are always capable of understanding where, where I fucked up and how I fucked up and why I fucked up. And instead of vocalizing any of that, you're the person to tell me you fucked up because you fucked up. Don't fuck up again. That, you know what I'm saying? I need to hear shit like that. And you do it for me. Like you're, you're capable of understanding where i where i am mentally and just kind of cutting through the bullshit the fog like the miasma that i cover myself well i'm glad somebody appreciates that i'm negative and overly critical <laughs> i really do but also you hear like, that lexi <laughs> i care about it I didn't actually yell to my girlfriend that I was just a affection affectation for the uh, the folks at home out there in Radio Land. I uh, I am on. I respond. today, By the way, again, I'm sorry. I am just. I spent all day at work. Just I, I started the day. I saw that one of my mutuals had to like lock up, and another mutual left Twitter recently because they've been they're AI art people and they've been harassed and doxxed and sent death threats by anti AI art people, and as the discussion around it just started pissing me off and just like good. Blah, just been <laughs> stewing in it all day, just like fucking disgusting, self-important apes. Art's my I I'd sacrifice every artist in the world for one good piece of art, myself included. If you're not willing to die for art, if you're not willing to sacrifice yourself or others for art, you're not a real artist. Stop! <laughs> I got I I only became good at thinking when I rejected my humanity. God damn it! <laughs> I have a mutual recently on twitter twitter like twitter matters to me 
Twitter is where I stroke my ego the hardest. It is right? unfortunately I, matters to me too. I don't care. I I say that unashamedly, right? Like motherfuckers will be like, "Oh, you actually care about Twitter?" Yes, yes, I do. Most of my friends are there. My audience is there. I care about these people. They they mean things to me. When homies send me text messages or like they send me fucking DMs that are essentially like, "Yeah, I was listening to your podcast a lot and it got me through some shit." That fucking means something to me, right? It I feel it. Which is why, like, and you know, in some ways, I don't care if we grow or not because I'm reaching somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, that matters to me. I don't give a fuck about, you know. I know that, like, Ivy wants to grow the pod. I know that you want to grow the pod. I know we all want to get clouded up. But I think I would really lose something if I couldn't talk to people individually who reach out to me. I think that that would change something for me. Because that's what I want. I want to meet interesting people. I don't want to get that big. I just want to be making, like, you know, one $200,000 a month on Patreon. <laughs> No, I get it. I get it. I get where you're coming from. Man, listen, we all want to be clouded up in some ways. I want I want Shoggy to have Shoggy deals. Right? I want him to I want you to do a Casper commercial or an IBM commercial. Right? I want to be the new <laughs> dude you're getting a Dell guy. Yeah, dude, that would rock, dude. I want you to be on IBM like an IBM commercial and be like, don't Google what we did in the forties. The new slogan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Google how this company started. IBM, right? Hey, Lenovo, if you're looking for a ThinkPad spokesman, by the way, it's yeah. the only PC it's the only PC I consider a real computer. So, uh, I'll say okay. some real nasty stuff about the competition if you want. Really horrible um, things. I, I maybe not Dell though. They really have picked up their game. I gotta give them some credit. They they stopped making bad computers. Nice. I say, okay. What, were I, what was I talking about? I said I do judge oh, I a care. laptop basically entirely by its keyboard. I care about Twitter, right? But recently, I've, I'm finding myself, like, there's, I have a mutual that I've had for a long, I've held this mutual for a very long time. And every now and then he has very boomer, he just got, he's got bad opinions, man. He's got shitty opinions about stuff. Not a bad guy. I actually think he's, you know, funny. But I think that he is wildly self-important and he's doing the opposite of what other posters do to him right so like that's what's interesting to me is that he's doing the opposite lots of people i talked about this before on a previous podcast where essentially when you see a post you don't like saying something that you don't like there's a part of your brain that imprints on it and you see it and you put your own spin on it and you interpret it in a way that is legitimately offensive to you and like a good muscle to have because every now and then I'll find myself with a like a like a, a follower or someone who will tweet something or like a mutual who will tweet something that's just like completely literally just trying to get banned like saying some wild you know like saying slurs or just having a stupid hot take and uh, I look at it I read it and I go about my day because I know that if I put any, I put, if I put any of myself into that, if I like see it and be like, damn, like this, I'm just becoming self. I'm starting to like, I'm starting to fucking do the psychopath thing, which is the bait. I'm taking the bait essentially. Right. Like, and I don't want to do that. This guy will say something. Someone will bring up a, either like a valid criticism or just like, Hey man, this is a weird thing to say. And he will fucking 
imprint all of his own insecurities on the other person, right? On the person saying that shit to him. And he'll be like, this guy, and then he'll talk about himself, essentially. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I know. So, I know what some geniuses are like. Yeah. So I understand <laughs> this. Yeah, yeah. And it happens so often. I'm never going to, I'm literally, I'm not going to unfollow him because I think that securing his follow is actually like, it's a clout thing. Like if people see that we're. Oh yeah. Nick Land follows me too. I get it. It's not Nick Land, man. I wish it was Nick Land. Nick Land, right? Like, no, it's someone. You don't have the Nick Land follow, do you? I don't have the Nick Land follow. Oh, you need to get that shit, man. I don't think I'll ever get the Nick I mean, Land I don't think it's very... He's gotten even worse lately, but, I mean, I still consider it a minor... It's a it's a gamer achievement on Twitter for me. I had the Nick Land follow on my old account. Ah, good. As long as you had it once. I had, yeah, I had it on my old account, but I think I had it on my old account because, like, at, my old account was far more savvy about things that I was talking about. You can't be a... Right. It's like, you know, you can't be a Twitter schizo and not get that achievement. <laughs> Okay, so listen, man, that's what's interesting about my, like, my approach to Twitter, because back in the day, the thing that drove me fucking crazy on my old Twitter account was that I was constantly following the loop. Find the person of the day, say some wild shit about them, or, like, you know, find someone, a person of the day who's not, like, any kind of weird, problematic join in with a little gentle ribbing and essentially be like try and extend the homie olive branch and that served me really well it got me like almost like 15k followers like very quickly right like i i built it in like seven months almost eight months of posting so like fucking that was fun to do and great and i always followed the trends i followed the trends of what was going on i followed squirrels i did all the shit that was you know what i'm saying like i did yeah. all the thing I've i was done fucking it. trying to yeah and it would drive me crazy. Recently, like my this approach to Twitter has actually been I'm not gonna follow the thing, I'm gonna start the thing. I'm gonna be the guy who makes the thing. And that approach is a much slower approach, yeah. but it's starting to gain some traction. Right? Like the Gugon memes thing taking off. Like it's not taking off, it's not fucking like huge, but it's something people know me for. And I think that's what's interesting, is that like People will tag me all the time. I don't see this happening in other fucking, like, other... I don't see this happening often in other Twitters where, like, people will tag someone and be like, this has ain't your show energy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't see a lot of people doing that for other accounts. And they do that for mine all the time. I get it all... I get it so much. Most of my DMs aren't... That aren't from fucking horny dudes trying to fucking blow me or bang me are... Uh, literally, like, people being like, I saw this post and I instantly thought of you. And, like, I think that that is more important for me personally because it lets me know that the things that I care about are kind of being reflected in other people. And that means that, like, a lot of people be like, oh, I live rent-free in your head, right? Like, that's a good thing. Yeah. If I live rent-free in your head, that's good. It's not, I'm not – I don't want to live rent-free and be a bad guest and be a bad tenant. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to live in your head and like, hey, man, remember the time we had a little stupid joke? That's – you know what I'm saying? I want that. I don't I don't want to be the person that lives rent-free in someone's head as an antagonist. That sounds like a fucking nightmare to me. You're like a cool roommate, cool tenant. <laughs> I just want people – I want – I want people to think about me all the time. Like, not all the time, but I want people to think about me. And when they're reminded of me, let me know. That shit. It, you don't live right in day. their head, but they do let you park 
the van you live in in their yard. Yeah, in the in the, I'm allowed to live in a tent once a week. I'm allowed. <laughs> Come over for the party. Like the like, Man, I love having Marcos over to the head of party. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, but that's you know what I mean. Like, and I think that it's a much harder way to build an audience. But I, I, I find great joy in it. I find immense joy in it. My new thing recently has been posting poetry about. About being a tough uh, merchandiser, being a, ro- a Ronin merchandiser. <laughs> I have not been reading Twitter that much. I like look at it and I see if there's. I have a hard time coming up with things like that are good tweet. I mean, I've had a few I thought were bangers. Of course, nobody cares. But I don't know. I don't even know how I'm approaching Twitter right now. As soon as the like three people who are left moderating anything after Commissioner Musk shake up, get around to restoring my old accounts, which I wish they'd hurry up with, but I'm like, no, yeah, there aren't many of those people left, and they probably got a lot of requests to sort through. But uh, as soon as I get around to it, I'm excited. I know I've been talking about fungal posting, but I've started fucking around with it on some of my other accounts and trying to figure out what the hell I'm doing. I get it. I, I just want to start making I want to start writing more poetry that's like stupid but good at the same time. Commissioner, I think that's Commissioner Musk is going to up the word count the character count to four thousand. Wow! Oh, I'm I'm straight up writing tomes at that point. Here, yeah, this is this is what I mean by stupid but good. Here I wrote this this morning. Um, humbled hands give what little moisture they have to cardboard surfaces. The impact toughens the skin, thicken through the trauma that cause that these calluses are protective. Between blunted flatlands of my palms, they soft fertile creases. A garden grows there. The soft spots grow more precious. That's stupid. If you know anything about my life, you know that I'm just working without gloves, which is what I should I should not be doing that, but I am, because I like the idea of having rough ass hands. And so <laughs> You get? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, if you know me personally, yeah, but then you're a poet. You think poetically about things. Yeah, exactly. But it it's I think even poetically, things. yeah, stupid things about like working without gloves, right? <laughs> I mean, and I think I'm pretty sure Bukowski would write something. Not to advocate for Bukowski, but there's there's lots of ex- I mean, a lot of uh, haiku is just about some just very mundane things and just poetically expanding on very and you can be like oh it's just this dumb thing it's like and it is it's just dumb thing but at the same time it's a valid and valuable approach to poetics there's no reason to to, to, to dismiss dismiss yourself all you want but don't don't dismiss your work <laughs> no ma'am because like i said artists poetry artists greater than artists are art greater than artist the crocodile is eating the art and running away from the artist poetry comes too easy poetry comes way too easy to me for me to put any stock in how good i am at it you know what i'm saying like i don't struggle for words i want to ask you and i want to ask the audience listening at home out in radio land let us know what you think your opinion your voice matters but uh what 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 has had more what has what makes you feel more 
which is more impactful of a uh, poetic turn I've been contemplating this lately. Something along the lines of um, what what rough beast at this uh, dark hour comes slashing towards Bethlehem or Haver Coast? Or a womp bam a loobop, a womp bamboo. <laughs> yeah, it's the, it's the latter. Mm-hmm. I think. Well, I mean, it's not objective. I mean, I know there's some people that are absolutely stirred by Yates, and I love Yates, but as soon as I hear, if I say a womp bam a loobop, a womp bamboo, the next thing I want to do is go, ah! Yeah. I want to say fruity booty. Oh, Rudy. Oh, Rudy. That's, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I get Rudy. it. Yeah, listen, you're you're not wrong. There's okay, but listen, what I'm <laughs> they're both valuable, but there's a stirring quality, like or like a you know, he's got hair down to his knees, hold him in his armchair. You can feel his disease. Is a better lyric than um, most lyrics, despite being just a bunch of nonsense that John Lennon probably thought up That's, while he was okay. coming down listen. off of that really good '60s acid. That works for most people, but I'm a Deftones listener, man. Gino Moreno has said some shit that is profoundly fucking deep, but complete. When you ask him about it, it completely just he just made it up. He just fucking made it up, right? Um, what is the from Knife Party? Uh, he says, "My knife is sharp." Or no, what is the other one? Um. Yeah, my knife is sharp in chrome. Hold on, I just gotta look up the lyrics because I don't, I don't know it off the top of my head because it's been a while since I listened to the White Pony, like religiously. But uh, in the song "Lucky You" on the Deftones track, he says, "If you're feeling lucky, come and take me home. Come and take me home tonight, but only if you're feeling lucky." And the song itself is about an encounter with like a female serial killer. But the song is about more than that. The song is about, like, getting an STD. And, like, he doesn't know that. When he's singing these songs, he literally does not know. He just, there's just they're just words that come out of his brain. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's in touch with a higher power. Yeah. And it means, it. <laughs> like, that's why, it, I don't know, the no, nothing the Beatles have said, even though, like, fucking, um, what is that song that white people love? the eleanor rigby song like it's good it's good writing it's good writing. shut it's up dude. Good. shut the fuck up musical <laughs> lyricism was a bit more primitive especially before dylan uh, he really did yeah. kind of change like what if the words were like i'm smart sometimes what if they were you guys i can't i wrote this song you're never gonna believe this it is not about cars or girls nearby just (laughs) what the fuck you can do that it's about the government shit so yeah yeah, here it is and then the Beatles tried to get smart but they were very good they're great songwriters but they're not intellectuals he says my knife it's sharp and chrome come and see inside my bones all of the fiends are on the block I'm the new king I'll take the queen Cause in here we're all anemic, anemic and sweet. That when I heard that, I didn't. I I knew I knew what the fuck instantly what he was talking about, right? And that shit meant something to me. I I didn't know what it meant, but it meant something. And my whole life has been trying to figure out, like, has been trying to live up to 
the understanding of Deftones lyrics. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I think yeah. Deftones are literally some of the greatest fucking new metal ever written on earth. Another good band that gets a lot of shit for being a little too direct with their lyrics is Korn. Korn just writes lyrics. Of John, Jonathan Davis literally just writes lyrics to however the fuck he's feeling that day and that he says them. Right there, <laughs> and it's and it's incredibly good, right? Like it's in I don't know. There's so much depth in in what he writes and what he is is talking about, and most people can't get past it. Like you know what I'm saying? Like they can't get past that shit, and that's it's un it's unfortunate, man. <laughs> uh, what is it? Cherry Waves is another great Deftones track where he talks about um like essentially architecting like essentially like creating some kind of it's a love song about how like he he fucks up her life and he fucks up his own life so that they're shipwrecked together and the you know what i'm saying like and they have to have each other and that's what love is and like that's that's a fucked up <laughs> it's it's i don't know there's something beautiful about it man well i mean you've, you've written song lyrics i've written a number of songs you you know that when you write one it's kind of about something, but it's also kind of about something else, but a little bit of this, but also it just kind of came to me. Yeah, yeah. Like all good creative stuff. Yeah, there is this at least sense that, like, I didn't do that. I'm just, I'm just the filter it comes through. The, it gets my little flavor on it, but no, nah, I, don't, I don't come up with it. Uh, David Lynch talks about this so much. Like, I mean, every time he talks about creativity, he has pretty much the same metaphor. He's got in his book about creativity and transcendental meditation, which is is pretty good. But it's uh, he always likens like ideas to fish, and you don't make the fish; you just cast a line, and you just kind of forget about it. And then eventually, you notice a nibble, and you see if you see you cat, you get an idea. And some of them are little ideas that are you know maybe good for this or that, or just thrown back. But sometimes you hook a big idea. And you know when you find the idea, the big idea they've hooked that you want to keep, that's the one. But you aren't, you're just casting a line and waiting for them to bite ultimately by trying to find ways to leave yourself open to the ideas or the inspiration or the voices or whatever, the muses, whatever preferred metaphor lets you sleep at night. But it all does come down to most people who get into it will tell you, like, yeah, it just kind of came to me. Well, I mean, yeah, it like, happens. I, I can think of the top three lyrics that i've written myself the one is the rain is grateful to have touched a flower even if it had to fall to get there was like one of my i think like the best thing i've ever written and another one is uh i see you i see through you on the other side is a better me right and i think the last one the one that i always go back to and i think about it all the time is um fuck what is it uh it starts with what you want. It starts with what you need. And I can't tell you. And like that, those are the three things that like I think about all the fucking time. Like those lyrics that I wrote. Because I was talking to myself. You know what I'm saying? Like I I think the best lyrics. And this is goes back to you know what we were talking about earlier. About me being a fucking narcissist. The best lyrics that I've ever come up with. Are always me thinking about myself. Right? Like trying to put into words my own feelings about a situation right i mean because i ah, man all my art is about women right it's about women or, or men that i'm in love with 
right? But more than that, it's about me talking about that, me trying to trying to wrestle these big feelings, right? And like understand them. And like that's why poetry is so fucking easy for me because I know how I feel about a lot of shit. I could just say something, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't have to put much thought into how I feel about something. I could just fucking put it in words. The stuff that's difficult for me is like sorting out those feelings and making something that I appreciate. You know what yeah. I mean? And like, yeah, I mean, we share that quality as artists, the two of us. Like, but I don't know, man. I think, yeah, it's, it's, you have to have a fucking massive ego <laughs> to be an artist. Like, yeah. there's just no way around it. And I'm at odds with it. I'm at odds with having a massive ego because I don't want one. I, I don't, I would prefer not to have one. I would like to be meek. I would like to be a little guy. Right? Like, I would like to be a fucking normal dude. I would love to listen to the Joe Rogan podcast, not wash my ass, and hate the only woman that is willing to suck me off. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's... No. I don't... I have <laughs> yeah. never wanted that. I always hate... I grew up around those people. And I hate them. <laughs> I do legitimately <laughs> resent them. They made my life miserable for years. They made me... They were cruel, stupid, racist, homophobic. I disliked them, and I never wanted to be like them. I wanted to be what they weren't. I never feel that. I, I don't understand the desire of exceptional and interesting people to be normal. It's just, ugh. God, what, look at what they do. They don't wash their ass. They listen to Joe Rogan. <laughs> they they hate the it? only woman who's willing to suck them off. I like the women who are willing to suck me off. Yeah, I no, really I... appreciate that they're going to suck me off. I don't want to hate them. Man, I yeah. listen to good podcasts when I do. I listen to audiobooks. I don't want to listen to Joe Rogan. I wouldn't want to... I, I admit that there are times I'm like, I am deeply alienated from humanity, and it's very lonely. But at the same time, I'm like, well, it's, well everything has a cost. And wow. I signed up for this, and I am willing to take responsibility for the fact that, yes, I did choose this. And there is a cost to everything. Sometimes that cost is alienation. And if that is the price it pays to not be one of those fucking animals, then I'll pay it. I see. Very misanthropic today, folks. Very <laughs> just on one about humanity. I, I see those notion. people as being incredibly fulfilled. And are lucky. I don't. They're miserable. They're yeah, fucking but they're mis miserable. But there's camaraderie amongst the misery that I just don't share, man. That I just yeah. I bet of. they all have a great time when they like fucking beat up a gay kid yeah. or something. Yeah, they're all they're all commiserating together, and I just feel so out of the loop, man. And it's hard. Every it's, time it's hard. they hear another one of their numbers say <laughs> the gamer word, they all like that guy, that fucking guy. Hell yeah. I like get, dude, me. listen, I get where you're coming from, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be like that. I, I can't, I physically can't be like that. I literally cannot be those guys, right? But where I want, I just want camaraderie. Like, I want to commiserate about the plight of my own feelings and stuff, and I can't do it. It's very difficult for me. Yeah, you can. <laughs> you just don't let yourself. You just, you just like, nah, I gotta be, I'm sorry, I'm... Yeah, no, I gotta no. be strong, Mister Marcus. Yeah, I gotta yeah. be. Listen, I gotta hey, love, everybody. Love, love, everybody loves you. And if you want, we're we're more. Many of us are more like you. 
then you're probably like, no, nah, I'm built different, man. Like, no, you're no, not. not. I know, man. I know that. I know that. There I, is camaraderie amongst the freaks and the outcasts. That there's I, better camaraderie there until they all turn on each other for being the wrong kind of freak or outcast. But <laughs> I know. Listen, man, I understand that. I get that. I I know that I'm well loved and I'm well liked. Right? I just you'd be the it. same if you were a normie. You'd still do the same thing. You just be worse. <laughs> You just suck more. Yeah, I would just suck more. But you'd still be you. You'd still have the same like you know, you 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 can't you you'd just be a shitty you. Yeah, but I'd be I'd be simpler. You know what I'm saying? Like I wouldn't I wouldn't bear the knowledge of how to be better. Do you get that's what it is. That's legitimately what it is. That's that's why I'm at odds with it. Right. Because I know that I should be better and it's very difficult for me. To continue making the choice to be better versus versus like, you know, a motherfucker that is like doesn't get it and will never get it and will never understand why they are the way that they are. And they'll just keep falling in the patterns of of self-destruction and never try and fix it or change it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, man. The Like the thing about like loving the people who suck me off, right? like fucking there's someone who blew me a while ago that I still I send them money like a lot of it every now and then though we haven't spoken in a long time and I just do it randomly every time I think about them because I love them that's fucked up <laughs> you know what I'm saying okay, like okay look I, I'm not I'm not really into sucking dudes off for that I'm willing to <laughs> if it means that I get a little bit of money every time you think about me I mean that's well, listen you can work something out it's been <laughs> it's not even because of that it's because I had a I shared something special with this person, right? And, like, not in a fucking relationship way, but in a way that I was lost in the dark and they found me, you know? And so, you know, I don't know. It was hard. It's hard to fucking explain. I was in a weird fucking headspace when I met them. And Do you feel concerned that they might feel like a whore? Because yeah. you're still paying off on this one blowjob. <laughs> well, I did at first when I, like, because I didn't pay them for that at first. But, like, the, I saw that they needed some help, so I gave them some money. And then eventually I realized that, like, I really just like this person. Uh, I really just think that they're beautiful and, and a nice person. And they deserve money. And I deserve to take, they deserve to be taken care of and to feel like nice things. Right? Like, that's, that's, but I mean, that kind of, like, love is hard to explain or express to anyone to get, you know what I'm saying? Like, Apparently. I don't know. I, I have, well, because, like, you know, like, I have fucking, I'm with Christine. I I have this fucking beautiful long-term relationship that I've been in, and I wasn't faithful for a while. And it's hard to explain to anyone, in like, even to myself, that, like, I am capable of loving more than one person at, at a time in different ways. And I don't know how to fucking explain that to anyone, right? Like, I... I understand. Yeah, I know of all the people to to get it. You're the guy who gets gets it. But like, I would certainly never act upon these issues ever in my life. But I get it. <laughs> there's oh, another universe where there's an immoral shoggy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I might never meet immoral shoggy. <laughs> me too. That guy scares me. That that would be terrifying. <laughs> I mean, this universe is bad enough with... I, I don't believe in aesthetics, just morality. I don't believe in morality, just aesthetics. Shog. Yeah, yeah I can't imagine morality. morality. Yeah, I can't imagine morality shog somewhere out there doing 
well, morality shogs. Morality shog is even worse than immorality shogs. <laughs> immorality shogs is just a philanderer. Morality shogs is doing genocides. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I like this universe's my personal nice even keel amorality shoggoth. <laughs> no, I, well, what I'm getting at is that, like, you know, it's I have difficult. principles, not morals. It's difficult for me to like confront that kind of shit in me right because it's i don't know if it comes from a place of ugliness and i thought it did for a very long time i thought that it came from a place of like insecurity and shittiness right i thought this like i thought that like my fucking con like just constant need and feel to cheat was me like being a fucking a loser but it's not that it's there's something there that I don't know how to fucking fix. You know what I'm saying? Like, and the fact that I, like, the fact that I know what I have to fix, I know the things that I, like, I know all the, the patterns that I fall into, the loops and shit that I do that I'm trying to stay out of. That shit is harder in my brain. It's harder for me to hold that than it is for me if I just didn't know any better. Do you get know what I'm saying? If I was a fucking wow. idiot, right, that didn't have to make choices. And, and you know what I'm saying? Like, avoid patterns and behavior. You know? But you just be everything you hate. <laughs> no, it's it's like, listen, like, I've got a lot of, I've, I have a wildly addictive personality. And drugs never did it for me because I'm too vain and I care about my body. But, like, for some reason, fast food works. Because I'm like, nah, people still fuck because you if you're fat. Because you're vain and you care about your body. Listen, people still fuck you if you're fat, man. I've never had man, that problem. cocaine's better for you than McDonald's. Listen, I understand that, man, but nobody wants to listen. I like being a hot commodity, okay? Yeah, I, I like that, right? I don't want being, to brag, but I do okay for myself. Listen, uh, yes, I'm saying, look, I'm a fat man. No matter where I go, there will always be male and female chubby chasers. I'm a fat man with a handsome face. It's fucking hard. You also you know, live in America, where this is true. Most there's people a are lot fat. fatter people. Exactly, precisely. And they aren't not, cute, and we're kind of cute. Yeah, not to mention I'm a little muscular. You know what I'm saying? Huh? Like I fucking Strong. I take my shirt off. I don't look like a fat guy. Like I, I walk around confidently, right? Like so, like I don't know. I I get it, but like fast food is the thing that broke me, right? And I I have that addictive personality. And I have to consistently make decisions that keep me from eating myself to death. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's an everyday thing. If I do, like, have a burger or, like, decide to go fucking go buck wild at McDonald's, I got to make myself physically suffer with a workout to, like, counteract that. You know what I'm saying? And, like, it's not a fun way to live, man. It sucks. This is, I wouldn't wish this shit on my worst, my worst enemies. But it's... I'm still at the same time very grateful that I have the capacity to do that and think about these things in that way. I think if I fixed you a burger, you wouldn't feel that need because you'd understand that it was a good burger made with quality beef and love and Swiss cheese and mushrooms <laughs> on a toasted Kaiser roll. And it would be a love. I, I just want to fix your burgers, all I'm saying. Shog burger? I think you should, start, burger, you should start burgers. a shoggy burger. Now, if I ever start a restaurant, I've had this plan for years. I want to start Loudmouth's Pizza, and I want to make novelty pizzas. 
Uh, but, also, like really solid basic pizzas, but like I want to have like oh, it's the pa- I've, I've my dream for years is to come up with a complete Passover cedar meal mm-hmm. in pizza form that is also kosher. I have a few concepts for how it would work. I've thought about trying to make it, but do you know how hard it is to find a pizza-sized piece of matzah that could actually hold up to the strain that is going to be put upon it? This is how I know that you're not anti-Semitic, but I kind of wish you were. Right? (laughs) I don't want to be. My girlfriend doesn't want me to be anti-Semitic. No, listen, man, listen. I know you're not anti-Semitic because you're over here like looking at the most... Like you're looking for the best matzah to make pizza. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, a little bit too. what it is, is that, you know, a little bit too much about like you have a very deep. This is like well, the Jews people, are fine. fine people, by me. Well, no, people who accuse me of racism. There's two kinds of people who accuse me of racism. People who only hear me say like a, a vaguely racist joke and they instantly write me off. Or people who are racist themselves and are projecting on me their racist inclinations. Because anyone who knows me personally understands that, like, my issue is not racism. It's literally mental illness. My problem is that I, wherever something is, when you tell me that I can't or shouldn't do something, I have to look into why. And then I go down the rabbit hole and then I, like, am consistently, like, touching the boundary and being like, but why is this here? But why? Like, why yes. is that right? You know I understand. Yeah. I, I saw um, YouTuber Hazel. Look her up, folks. Hazel, she did a great video about uh, the war on Pokemon. She also did a great video about the aesthetics of Sonic Adventure, which is worth watching. She did this video about, like, the Christian backlash against Pokemon when it came out amongst, like, evangelicals and shit. And, like, you know, they're like, oh, Pokemon teaches evolution and, and psychic powers and trusting in yourself instead of trusting in God. And uh, it reminded me, it brought back a lot of shit because all the homeschool kids I was around, their parents were into it and my parents were into it. My parents fell for a lot of stupid shit in the 90s. Uh, partly, I blame the bad company they were keeping with the other evangelical Christians. But, um... I realized at a young age that I was smarter and stronger willed than my parents. And if they tried to do stuff like ban Pokemon or take down my Pokemon posters or tell me I couldn't use the internet at certain hours or I had to be supervised, I would always either wear them down or I would find ways to just bypass them. I, it's, I like at one point my dad even tried like locking the router in his garage office and I just took a drill and drilled a hole in the windowsill so that I could get a, a coat hang unbed coat hanger up under it in order to unlock the window so I could get it and turn the router back on. Cause I lived out in butt fucking nowhere with no car and all I knew homeschool was the internet was my only connection to a world outside of these people that were making me miserable. And uh, this might have something to do with why I'm so devoted to the internet. <laughs> so interested in the internet because it was all I had. It was either that or I could talk to the other fucking homeschool dipshits. And this probably instilled maybe some negative qualities in me. I, I realized from watching this video, the video brought back a lot of memories. It's like, oh, yeah. I remember sneaking around my parents to do what I wanted every single time I wanted to do something because... 
they they would just they they'd fall on the the because I said so or like they like well the the says this and this and the Bible says this and I don't want to be like I was a Jewish child but I was pretty bright honestly and I was able to be like that doesn't make sense that's stupid no that, that's just fucking stupid or because I said so doesn't work on me because I need reasons and then I need to test the reasons and then have what I've learned from my tests against the reasons evaluated, and I just cannot accept authority. It, I can't. I there. I can't accept the bottom. I can't accept because it is this way. I can't do an agree. Like after I've like looked, it's like it just do be like that sometimes. Which is, yeah. but that's a way. It, it just do be like that sometimes. It's a way better explanation because I said so, yeah. or because that's the way it is. I think it's it's a similar sentiment, but without the authority behind it yeah it's just it's essentially saying like i don't know why it is the way it is but it is that way and it's fucked up it's it's essentially it's there you're putting a camaraderie to it where like hey it fucks you up it fucks me up we're fucked up in this together but we're in this together like it's so interesting to me that your origin story is authoritative parents and my origin story is essentially like parents that i had no like had no authority well, we both had to figure things out. Without no authority, no boundaries, you had to figure out how to... If they weren't constructing anything for you, you had to figure out how to construct it yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had... You had to build... You, you built... You had to build your own building, and I had to build secret tunnels. I think that's why I enjoy... I mean, it's the, there's, that's the masochistic part of my personality that enjoys the struggle and the difficulty and the hard parts, because I... But I like that I like the struggle. See, that's different. You do love the struggle. You're like, yeah. I wish I was a dumb guy and I didn't have to struggle with this. But you fucking love the struggle. But you don't I'm a little love slut, dude. I'm a little slut struggle. for the struggle, bro. It's fucked up, But you up, don't man. like that you're a slut for the struggle. I don't. You can't just that accept that you're a slut. And you are a little it. fucking <laughs> slut. Yeah, you're a nasty little slut. And you should just accept just know your place you little slut fucking know it and to. just dig it yeah that's because you're you're a brat you're bratty <laughs> and the universe is an incompetent brat tamer compared to you oh my god i hate this i hate this i hate this line of discourse <laughs> i gotta yeah, throw out a joke some jokes i tweeted the other day to act like i just thought of them now you ever you ever wonder if people who are like the human in a pet play relationship if their partner dies, if they get on Facebook and post like, oh, well, I'm sorry to report that my slutty little cum kitten has crossed the rainbow bridge. <laughs> I saw that and it was very funny. <laughs> I'm sorry to have our listeners who like this cheese off, but man, the rainbow bridge shit cheeses me off. Um, I don't know why. It's just like I've lost a lot of pets. They didn't. They didn't cross the fucking rainbow bridge. They died and went to hell. Probably my my brother. My brother, for, so listen, we're Mexican. We've had lots of animals. Yeah. None of them have died in that, like a natural causes. What ends up happening is they end up on, they end up with our parents taking a ride on the freeway and we never see them again. That's just the reality of how my parents got rid of fucking I'm animals. I'm pretty sure that plenty of Mexican people have had animals. So I'm not, I don't, I, don't, I know, I listen, it's, it's, a, your it's, a, it's a Chicano thing. It's not Mexican, it's Chicano. It's a Chicano thing where I you're... Mean, it might you're, just be your folks. Could be I that mean, too. But I don't know. I, I, don't wanna, I don't want to make a big stereotype say Chicano people aren't prone to throwing their pets off the freeway. But That particular way of, of disposal is definitely my parents. But Well, I mean, you, the, live in the, you live in California, you can't 
Like I know some like my grandpa executed a number of pets that he just didn't like, but he used a gun because we lived out in the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can do that. You can't do Yo, that shit. One of the most man, I don't know if I should talk tell the story on the pod. I'll you know I'll I'll save it I'll save it because it's fucked up and it's very fucked up it's about me and it makes me relive some dark shit, but regardless, um, my brother finally put a dog down the right way by going to a vet and having the dog be put down because he was old and he had an, a tumor that couldn't be operated on, so we had to put him down. His name was Champion, and we didn't have the time to like we didn't have the money to pay for like them to return the ashes to us so what they ended up doing was they spread the ashes and then they sent us a card telling us that they spread the ashes in like sonoma or you know what i mean some fucking or like napa something like that right and in it there's like he's crossed the rainbow bridge i had heard that before because literally like two years prior my girlfriend's dog passed away like literally was an old dog got sick one night started throwing up blood took it to the hospital i was fully prepared to fucking fix the dog or do whatever you know, uh, so that my girlfriend could get your leatherman out you were gonna fix the dog no the lady was like the lady was like this can cost like we can do exploratory surgery uh and it, it'll cost upwards of eight thousand dollars or yeah. we could like we could put him down for 230 bucks and i was just like my girlfriend was like put him down and i was literally i was like I was on the verge of being like, no, put like surgery. We're surgerying this guy because I do not want to deal with Christine losing her mind over the dog because she loves she loved that dog. And, she, you know, the fact that she said that fucking shocked me. But we did. We put him down. And I had heard the term rainbow, like the rainbow bridge after that. But that was the first time I'd ever heard it. My brother had never heard it before. And he was just like, why the f- why the fuck would this say <coughs> rainbow bridge? And I was like, what? What do you, why, like, why are you tripping up on that? And he's just like, like Valhalla? Like this full crossover? <laughs> and I was like, what? And he's like, didn't they use like in Thor Ragnarok? Like the, like a, the bridge was a rainbow? Like a fucking, like he, what did he cross in a fucking Valhalla? What the fuck, dude? And I, <laughs> I never made that connection. And I fucking, <laughs> It was such a somber moment, you know what I'm saying? And he's just like, why the fuck? What is he like? What is he fucking? <laughs> what did he die in battle? What the fuck happened? To you? you remember in Dark Knight when Batman <laughs> yeets that Rottweiler right, right off that like 20th story building? Oh, yeah. like, right before? You think he's like, you're going to the Rainbow Bridge. <laughs> See you in Valhalla. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't do that. That's a Marvel property yeah. that gets sued. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my god! Yeah, no, that was <laughs> it. Was extremely. <laughs> it completely changes the whole the whole vibe of the situation. We went from it's like the friends. It's the friends giving of afterlives. <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree, but I never I never thought about it in that way that it is because you do have to cross a rainbow bridge. This motherfucker Valhalla. went to Valhalla. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, dude? It is one of those things that reeks of whiteness to me. Yeah. As a subgenius Mexican, I have double rejected. I've rejected my whiteness and my humanity. <laughs> which is, I am an inhuman Mexican. Mexicans. Uh, what was I trying to I am the mo- I am the most experimental type of Mexican. 
I was trying to explain to somebody, nah, man, being Mexican is already an experiment. Is I am the beyond with. meat of Mexican. <laughs> because I was talking about, we were talking about something in a group, one of the group chats that I'm in, and someone was like, uh, like, God's chosen people. And I was like, God's chosen people are Mexicans. And they're like, like, they were like, elaborate, explain. And I was like, Mexican people don't practice shit, man. We just do it because it's in our blood. And then he, <laughs> they were like, what? And I was like, listen. I had no idea how to fucking drywall. I had no idea how to paint. I didn't know that I'm like good at like mechan like I'm mechanically skilled or inclined. I didn't practice this stuff. I didn't grow up doing any of this shit. But I would be on job sites and I would always start out as some lowly fucking job like shoveling shit or, you know, slinging hammers or something stupid like that. And it would always be one of the older Mexican fools being like, you ever done masonry before? And I'm like, no. And he's like, here. And he throw it in my hand and he's like, do it. And then I'll do it. And I'm fucking good at it. And they'll be like, like, I've been doing it for years. I didn't practice. I'm just good at it. And he would be like, I'd be like, dude, who taught you how to do masonry? And he'd be like, it's in my blood. <laughs> he'll say that to me and he'll say, you know what I'm saying? And his origin story of how he got into masons, masonry was that someone gave him a a fucking brick and some mortar and you just started doing it and that's that's all it takes right and like that every i thought they had to like have someone recommend you to your lodge or like have a family member who's already in the lodge who can like get you <laughs> in but i guess they just need to give you a brick yeah no no i'm not that's a different type of mason that I, oh <laughs> i'm talking about like masonry work not oh <laughs> okay i see i see my bad no. do you know what i mean though like Yo, like even uh, one of my homies' dads is an electrician, and how he learned how to be an electrician was that he saw that it paid the most at his uh, construction job, so he said he could do it, and then he just started doing it. It would be went cool. To school. What if I joined the Masons, and I just came on the podcast every week and talked about all the secret Mason shit we did? I don't think the Masons do anything secret, man. Like, legitimately. They they send like racist emails. My understanding is it's mostly they send some racist emails to each other and they let their cool books, their cool esoteric books just mold away in like libraries in Europe with nobody ever bothering to look at them. Which is a shame. I, I would love to get access to the Masonic libraries. I bet there's some wild shit in there. Everybody just wants to have their fish fries and talk about how to have their favorite swap tricks for how to pay black people less. <laughs> I honestly don't think that there's anything in those books but that from the 13th century. And no, the Masons like used to be like at least certain brand like Masonry's like got all different sects and areas, but there are some branches of Masonry that like were into some genuinely interesting esoteric shit and probably have some not just of their own material but material that Others collected and contributed to their libraries. I was saying they've got some. They no, you, I'm pretty sure a Masonic library would be a, a like a good old one, like somewhere nah, in like Germany. Oh, I think that all that stuff is. I think like shit. especially like if you look at like a lot of the esoteric books that I've read, a lot of them like now with the understanding of, I guess like kind of where the esoteric mindset is. A lot of it is literally just like complaining about shit, but in a way that like won't get you axed by the local constabulary. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the, yeah, it's also tips for like how to how to sixty nine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> None of it is like the magic. There's, is, there's a lot of stuff in there. I don't know, man. A lot of the magic 
books that I've read have just been like, hey, man, the key of the mystery is jack off every day and uh, don't tell my friggin' wife, pal. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's literally that's literally it. Like most. OK, of Alistair. <laughs> Actually, I am a lower T Tulemite. I'm going to start pronouncing it Tulemite just to distinguish myself. I mean, I'm like a subgenius, discordian, freelance Scientologist. I want to say free zone because that sounds kind of gay. Um, free zone isn't free zone. So, uh, free zone's real pedophilia friendly, isn't it? Or am I? I don't am know. I thinking I'm of something part else? of the community. I'm an, yeah. in, I'm an independent Scientologist. I'm an unlicensed independent pseudo Scientologist. <laughs> like actually, L. Ron Hubbard had some good ideas. Yeah, I'll read your Thetans for you, pal. <laughs> Dianetics. I. Like, I I'd part of it ties into, like, I think that, you know, I'm skeptical of the ther- the, the, the therapeutic industrial complex brain police. and I But I do think mental health is important. And I think that it's fun to, cool, and good to explore alternatives like magic, uh, Reikian therapy, and Dianetics. I think my... my L. Ron like- Hubbard was just as qualified as Sigmund Freud. My take on mental health is that mental health is something that you have to – it's like working out. You have to do it yourself. Like no one else is going to be able to do it for you. Yeah, but right? you can also like get get like you know diet and exercise assistance and plans and recommendations. Yeah, and yeah that, that's what I'm trying to say. Like that's what, how therapy works. Like and I pre- – like that's – I'm not saying don't go to therapy. Do therapy. I'm saying that like – but in the same sense like taking – my, I'm I'm very much like anti pharmaceuticals for for me, like mental health reasons. Mostly just because like every time I've ever gone to a doctor, they're like, "Oh, you have schizophrenia on your background. Let me hit you with some antipsychotics." And I'm like, "That's actually not what my problem is." You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just I'm really sad all the time, big dog. It has nothing to do with whatever the fuck you're talking about. Um, but I oh shit, I have to go. Fuck. All right. I got to end it because I got to get some sleep. I just realized what time it was. Um, oh, um, well, all right. My bad, big dog. If you want to send me money, you can <laughs> send it. <laughs> Don't do this. Don't do this. Babe. It takes too long. I was just I giving you a it. chance to like. Oh, no, no, no. Evil will prevail because good is hard. And evil is the easiest thing in the world. And that's why the bad guys are the real heroes, and the villains are the actual anti-heroes. And you are listening to the Ain't Shit Show. <laughs> Subscribe to the Patreon, the Homie Collective. Uh, you can follow me at Ain't Her Show on all social media. You can follow Shogs at Terminal underscore Ligma. Um, all right, everyone. Bye. Also, before we go, I oh. just do want to, you can go, but I would like to, folks, this, we're talking about Death Row. I just want to sing you a little song. It's called a road. It's called a rainbow road. It is a road that you go. It's called a road. It's called a rainbow road. And you will know when you get there. It's called a road. It's called a rainbow road. It's a place that you go. It's a place that you go when you die. It's a road called Rainbow Road. It's a place we're all gonna go. It's a place called Rainbow Road. It's got Mario, Peach, and the Toad. It's a place that we're gonna go. It's a place we're all gonna go when we die. It's called a road. It's called a Rainbow Road.
road is a road that you go. It's called a road, it's called a rainbow road. And you will know when you get there. It's called a road, it's called a rainbow road. It's a road that you go. It's a road that you go when you die. I miss you, Katie.